My name is Lars Breuer. I'm here with Sebastian Freitag to install uh, this installation we are, or this exhibition we are sitting in. And um, yeah, we want to explain a little bit about our work we do in Düsseldorf, um, which could be the first part of our small uh, presentation. We speak about an exhibition space we call or uh, we called Consortium in Düsseldorf. Second part might be more about uh, the exhibitions we do or we are invited in as a group. This is quite connected with the exhibition space in Düsseldorf because we're not only like in this case exhibiting um, our own. Sometimes we invite other people we knew from exhibitions in the consortium and invite them to show with us in another space. Sometimes, or two times we had the opportunity, for example, to do bigger shows. Our space is quite small. Oh, you can start with Yeah, we'll, we'll just make okay. an introduction then we and, start. Uh, yeah, third part could be about this exhibition uh, in special, but maybe, yeah, you have a lot of ideas about our work anyhow, so that you can, yeah, imagine why we made this. <laughs> so what you have to keep in mind, just to get this separate, there's, there's a space in Dusseldorf where we work more or less as kind of curators, but never like uh, name us like curators, it's more like, it's a curating thing. And there are the three artists you see, like we and the third, Guido Munch, who's not here in Australia at the moment. We are just acting as artists by ourselves and making installation like that, the recent one that you are just sitting in and different other exhibitions. And these two things you have to keep in mind and just try to, to separate and bring together again. So it's one way. maybe a yeah, it's a combination situation. So we will start with a presentation about our space. So it's not about our own artistic work, it's more about artists who we met or we tried to met to ex let exhibit in our space in Dusseldorf. So this will be the, the first part and we'll show you some images and talk a little about them, point some of them out. There were like 70 exhibitions until now in that space over the last four years or five years. Uh, and this is the selection from 2006 to till 2008-2009. The presentation you see now is more one image after the other. It's a little bit like our web page works. We just put the images next to each other so that they are somehow connecting themselves without any explanation. Of course, it's always possible to stop it if there's a special question, if someone is interested in a special work, but it's too much to explain every image because, as Sebastian said, we made now 80 exhibitions in the last five years. And yeah, you see maybe three images of every exhibition. Um, it's a, uh, Sebastian mentioned that you have to keep in mind that uh, there's the exhibition space called Consortium and we work as a group also called Consortium although this name was more given from outside maybe because of our activity 
in our exhibition space. Mm. And uh, Sebastian mentioned that you should separate this, but of course, uh, it's obviously connected because we invite artists we are interested in because of our own works. We uh, sometimes we see works and think, oh, this could be interesting for Sebastian because he's working on something similar or sometimes we hear about artists who are interested in the same themes or we know that they read the same books or they listen to the same music and then uh, yeah we we are interested in them and we try to find out yeah, why they are interested in the same things or why they in the end come to the same forms maybe and that's why we invite them so the exhibitions we organize in Düsseldorf are quite connected with uh, with our own personal work it's totally connected I would say <laughs> I mean it's uh, the main reason it's all started very simple and we keep on going with keep the the whole Thing quite simple in the way that it's not a big organization uh, thing. There's no public duration. We we just have very simple invitation cards, and there's an opening. And we don't really have opening hours uh, anymore because everything that really happened around this place, place like bringing people together, having conversation, having discussions, that nearly happens just as the opening. And things that ha happen later, like people. Um, that want to see the exhibition come, they will they will call us. So it's not like a it's not really like a a museum or a gallery, a proper where there's someone sitting at the desk where you can enter, uh, ask some someone their their books. It's a very pure uh, room. It's in the backyard, and it looks like in studio our studio. And it was nearly our studio before. So it just came out of uh, our studio activity which uh, were just two small two small rooms very simple a gray floor wooden floor that we easily could repaint and can repaint every time white uh, white walls simple neon tubes uh, as a ceiling so everything can be really easy can be rebuilt again and the, the good thing about is our, our aim was to give the artist who invite as much freedom as possible like no there's no security thing that you have to to think about there's um there's nothing you can't do except the uh, it should, the building shouldn't uh, fall down so that's all all we we wish from the artist but on the other side we can't really support so much we don't have we don't have funding for that room and we don't uh, we don't have like uh, equipment or stuff for that who can assist so we are there and help the artist to invite preparing the exhibition, building up the exhibition, but mainly the artists want to be there for them for their own and build their own exhibition, spend their time. It's like a little like an artist in residency for a week or something like that. Artists come there, feel like in the studio and make their exhibition as as they like to do. So it's not like shipping things and stuff like that. So the idea was has a simple simple uh, simple conditions very sharp conditions very artistic conditions but uh, it has a, on the other hand uh, they're missing maybe some like professional uh, equipment stuff like that uh, but maybe it's important to say that this is an active decision too it was uh, we had the possibilities to get fundings by the city by bank houses and we 
rejected everything and said, no, we want to keep it like it is and we don't want to be dependent from, uh, from anybody and it works and we want to keep it working like it is and we don't want to make it bigger and we, we also uh, want to be free just to stop if we like and to say, no, next month we have to stay in our studios or for maybe six months we have to stay in our studios so there won't be an exhibition and yeah we want to keep this freedom and so we decided to reject every public or private money from other people um, maybe we can talk a little bit about the start we uh, the three of us or in the beginning we were four uh, met at the academy uh, in Düsseldorf where we studied Guido finished first in Karlsruhe but he uh, settled to Düsseldorf and uh, joined some courses at the academy that so uh, we met can, I, can we ask you questions sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. I have to uh, oh, give okay. this a little bit in this sandwich whose who's studio were you in? were you all in the same studio in, with the same professor in Düsseldorf? Um, Guido studied in, an, in, Karlsruhe. in Karlsruhe in another academy. He studied with Moiser, it's mm -hmm. a German sculptor. Um, Sebastian started in the class of Jan Dibbets, it's a Dutch yeah, yeah. painter, yeah. and changed to the class of Gerhard Merz, a German yes. painter. Yes. And I started in Münster at the Academy for one year to make my yeah, first year and then I moved to Düsseldorf and uh, started directly in the class of Gerhard Merz but yeah yeah maybe if it's interesting we can talk or uh, oh, give a short description about the German if I was just interested to yeah. know if you were all in the same class together mm, no not really and or it's just a happy convergence of you know, you met, you shared interests, but... Yeah, it's more a thing work, about... Working that closely as students. It's more about sharing the interests, but studying in Germany in the Art Academy does not mean that you go there every day. It means <laughs> the courses take place monthly for a few hours, and the other time you are free to do whatever you want. And so it's not really a thing if you are in the same class or if you're... As, as, as sometimes it is, but classes are very different. The yeah. class of Gerhard Merz, where I studied, there was not real working in studios or something. It was but more. That is a special situation we have to mention about this this particular class because in general, there's a. It is always about the class. You are in a class about one year, sometimes about eight years, and spending the whole time. So there are sometimes very intense situations in the class where you work very uh, close together, like in the this traditional, more traditional painter classes where everybody is going every day, working there the whole day, spending the time in a very small studio like with four or eight other artists but we were in a class or and actually made the decision by ourselves not to uh, study in that way being there in this, this classroom just painting all the day we were always more touched by a, a conceptual intellectual way or attitude to go in the academy study and we also that is 
quite important in this context to mention is that we studied at the university beside, so we were actually at the academy and the university uh, with two studyings and these were totally complete different institutions and they are in totally different places in the uh, in the city and both institutions doesn't has anything to do in common with each other. They don't talk, they don't, there are no classes in common and no one from the university really goes to the academy and from the academy to the university. So we were a little uh, split up into two persons. We were at academy and uh, studied there and at the surrounding from the other students and artists and we were on the other hand in this in the university field with the academic persons who weren't in touch with contemporary but art. Philosophy and art history, so, so quite you traditional. Get philosophy or art history in the academy. Well, yeah, you it, have courses. You have to make like hmm, four, or you have to join four courses in five years, which is not very much, and they are not quite hard. Uh, we noticed that we <laughs> that we like reading, and we really studied a lot of books instead of painting the whole day yeah and on one point you notice that the people who wrote the books you're reading are teaching on the other side of the town and then we decide oh let's go there and sit in their lectures and and listen to them directly and that's why we stepped in the university it was not planned to have two exams in the beginning it was more about oh let's go there because I read it anyhow uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we met at the academy and yeah we directly noticed that we have the same interests maybe in books in art in how we want to make art and maybe a little bit in music yeah and uh, I think mm -hmm. one thing in common we had was in with starting the more or less artistic career was a certain doubt about artist behavior and artistic um, behavior at the academy because Düsseldorf Academy especially is very uh, very traditional in sense of painter classes who are there all the time painting quite expressionists and we didn't felt like uh, touched by this attitude and therefore we all had a certain doubt about how to go further in art history. We were all very interested in the museum stuff. So we were all uh, more based in, in, in traditional art. It doesn't mean like ancient art, but the full range, like what we have seen in the museums. And we wanted to continue this kind of work. And the Art Academy has always a behavior of just start, start as you are a genius. You're an artist and you can just paint by just trying to do something and we had a certain doubt about that and we had a certain interest to think about at first what what is possible to do or at least is it possible to do art is it possible to continue with what has done or maybe is it something that is just something that has to be left behind that also was a thing during that years from for us or for me especially that could be possible like art as it has done until now is over. That was something I was thinking about during my, my studying time. And therefore, it was for me interesting to go to the university just to see what do they think about art? What do philosophers, like proper philosophers, think about a contemporary art? Do they see their possibilities? Is there a reason, a certain reason, a good reason to continue art? So 
one thing maybe could be also like mentioned as a doubt about art, art at all to start and, and, and then start your artistic career. And maybe the, the activity founding this, this space and exhibit, exhibiting art, other artists, it has also something to do with this doubt about art, inviting someone from outside just to have someone with whom you can make this conversation. What do you think about? Well, how do you continue with working, especially artists who have a, a, a wider angle about the art history? So mainly, therefore, we invited artists who work in the tradition of modernism. So one, some, because if you, I think, if you work in that field of modern art, uh, modernism and postmodernism, then you have to know a lot about the art history. You just can't start with, I like this and this color and I just want to express myself. If you like painting monochrome paintings and stuff like that, you know, you need to know a lot about art history. So therefore we immediately met, met people from, from, from Germany and from abroad who know, knew a lot about art history and we had a good conversation with them about what to do, what to continue. So the space could be described also like a dis discourse place where we try to find people with whom we can argue with and discuss about doubts uh, of artistic careers. Yeah, the start maybe was more like we three had the same interest and the rest had another interest and that's why we had a problem and we decided to look in other cities and invite people just to be uh, just to become a bigger group because we were only free in Düsseldorf and so we had to invite people from it started around Düsseldorf or the few artists we were interested in from Düsseldorf and then we decided to invite someone from Karlsruhe and from Munich and then it gets bigger and bigger and then we yeah, but just to have them in Düsseldorf to form a group against our colleagues who had a different uh, thinking about art and yeah this became I mean that field in a few months uh, quite big then. that, that field necessary in that time we were very convinced of our position and we were also convinced that it's not necessary to go every day to the studio more it's necessary to think about art and try to develop uh, uh, a proper and serious way out of the modernism and postmodern problems so we were convinced about what we we are interested in and what we are doing but there weren't a field around like a, a group of so many artists who are also sharing these problems and there was no institution or a gallery at all who we could like dealing these problems together so we wanted to do it as independently as possible because this was something we had also in common the the attitude of we want to be independent it should be art should be as independent as free as possible it shouldn't be bounded because also academy in Düsseldorf has, has a lot to do with art market there's a focus from the art market on what's going on there and people go there quite early to buy cheap young artists and because we, we, are, we weren't in touch with that at all because if you if you are painting in abstract things, then you are out of market at all. So we didn't have the problem to refuse that. But on the other hand, we we saw a problem in that that art market 
creates the discourse. We wanted to have the discourse from our side, from the artist's side. We don't want to uh, let the gallerists speak. We didn't want to let the, the, the institutions make our job. We wanted to say we are, we are artists and we can do it by ourselves. We can, we can articulate our, our visions and we have, our, we have the visions. We don't want to be founded by others. We want to build up our own system. And, and found others and not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, and this, this um, yeah, this feeling of being, wanting to be independent and free, that leads us also to, to the idea of we need, we need a space, even if it's small, even if it's cheap, even if it's kind of dirty in the background, but it's, it's at least a, a small place where you can do whatever you want, where it's a, as, lot of, as much as freedom, as much as art need. And it has to do something. Yeah, it has to do something to do with a, with a vision. A vision about art should should be independent and should be somehow in the hands from the artist still that that tries to to follow their own path. How does the uh, artwork shift now when it's the I think that's like the work showing in like museum context? Yeah. And yeah. So like, yeah. Like, maybe yeah, this is. You, yeah, you yeah. mean what, 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 what happens with our art now when we work in institutions and museums? Yeah. Oh, what was yeah. the question? Yeah. Well, it's like the, the, you know, that, do you feel the artwork stays the same or does the con con context shift because... Because know, of the showing... Like, yeah. The consortium is like the, you know, the artist one yeah. space yeah, it's a, that's a quite important important question, but that leads us also to the second part because until now we are talking about the start of consortium, the idea, the vision f uh, for this space where we don't exhibit it by ourselves. So this was a space where we just invited artists. So it doesn't have something to do with our own paintings, paintings or our own installations so much. By doing that space and get it invited to some. Uh, group exhibitions, we more and more developed our visions about an installation. So that leads us to, to our own artistic career. So maybe we can make a little break and I show at first an exhibition here we curated and bear part in that uh, as well. So and that leads us to the, to the question of where does our own install installation um, leads us to what? How is it in a in a proper serious museum? How does it, our work deal with galleries? How does it uh, deal with with other spaces? I think this we have to a little separate. Otherwise, it gets gets a little weird because we're talking about the independent back, backyard thing, but uh, but uh, showing our stuff also in galleries and in museums. So that that could be like uh, seem to be weird. But at 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 least we. Uh, the thing we have all in common with our space and museums is that we think these are all spaces or they should be spaces which also they all provide uh, freedom and independent art culture and that has museums in common in, in the best thing if, if it's if it's a good museum if it's a proper museum if they've got also like visions and take care then then it's it's a place for independent art development if it's a gallery who's just bounded from one from one collector, maybe then, then there's no freedom that could be. But then that's not our space. But at first, I think we would maybe it's good to make the shift from out of ours from our space to a group exhibition. I would say we we, yeah, yeah. we make a show. Well, maybe I show the, the images from the, this exhibition that was called Secondary Structure. There was an exhibition in was 2007. Seen, no. Yeah, it was seen, but I flipped through the PowerPoint. And it was an exhibition in 2007, or maybe you can say something about it, I find the images. Um, the exhibition 
uh, took place in a room called KIT, T-I-K, and it's part of the uh, Kunsthalle Düsseldorf. And we were asked to do, no, first, uh, the first step that we applied to do an exhibition in the Kunsthalle together with other artists run exhibition space from other cities in Germany. We applied together with a group from Denmark and with a group from Swiss. This was the first step, but somehow um, maybe they didn't like it, but it, it did not happen. But maybe they had the feeling that they should invite us in another combination. And uh, yeah, then uh, later they asked us to do a show in this uh, KIT space, which was quite new in this time. And uh, there suddenly was the idea to combine this exhibition with a, a retrospective by Blinky Palermo, which is a famous artist from Düsseldorf and or who studied in the class of Joseph Beuys and who was and still is very important for the abstract art scene in Düsseldorf or in Germany in general. And they prepared a big retrospective showing his paintings, but, all, uh, but only his works on canvas and or his objects uh, without showing his wall works, which are quite important. And so we were invited to do a second thing in the second space. So this is maybe one important thing to know. And um, yeah, maybe this. Yeah, this, we, had a certain re we had a certain reason for this exhibition. There was something that had to do with the content uh, of this exhibition. The title was, sec at first the title was Secondary Structure. And Secondary Structure, the title came from uh, the title Primary Structure, which was a famous exhibition in 1966 at the Jewish Museum in New York, which was the may, or, or it's mentioned as the first exhibition of minimal art. So that was a founding point, point on, for, for a new development in art, first articulation. And we thought that Secondary Structure could be a good title for what we are doing, like being not the second or third, but, but we are a following generation that follow follows and work with art history. So it's, it should be a title that is that mentioned that is something about the history of art, about minimal art, and it's the second generation because that's the people always say to us, oh, that looks like that, that looks like that. And we agree with it and we said, yeah, it looks like that because it has something to do with it. So we're doing things that are very close to, to the art history and to things that already have been done. So secondary structure was a title and also kind of program of what we were convinced of what we want to do. And by making a group exhibition, we, we needed to have at first a bigger space because it's nothing we can do in this small uh, exhibition place. And uh, a bigger place has the possibility to bring many artists together that we already have shown before. And for both of the, these things, we need someone who support us. So we, we weren't able to do it just like in our space. We need an institution. Also, we need an institution to support like a catalog, like Art Speaks. So we, we need a structure for articulate our our ideas. So for this for this next step, it was necessary to have at least a certain kind of structure. So this is one answer. Why do do we step out of our independent 
closed space and go a step out of that space. So that was the first thing we had to do. We, we wanted to get out because we don't want to close and, and, and encapsulate our, our idea and our art. We wanted to open it into a wider and broader audience. And that was possible in this weird place. And the good thing about this space was it's a, it's a, it's a proper institution on the one side. It's a Kunsthalle Düsseldorf. And it was a new space and a quite weird space, as you maybe can see on the images. It's a, it's a tunnel place under the earth, completely covered with concrete. It's on the one side five meters wide, but just 50 centimeters high. And on the other side, it's 50 centimeters wide and five meters high. So it's totally, there's no rectangular wall. So we really had to deal with the architecture structure. And that is something we are always interested in, like dealing with, with, art, uh, with situations from the architecture, working site specific. So that is something, something we, we want to, we want to enclose also, not, and what's, uh, therefore it's necessary to step out uh, of our space as well. We wanted to see other spaces and want to work with other, other fields and, and bringing um, different influences into the exhibition, like this content from the secondary structure and this parallel exhibition to Blinky Palermo. So now we had this brilliant uh, situation that we can contextualize our work and our vision with the history and the town. So it was important for us that this exhibition takes place in Dusseldorf, taking um, an, um, a role model like Blinky Palermo, who's a, one of the main abstract painters from Germany. But of course, he's based on American abstraction. So we were, and therefore we decided to have a title with an American title. <laughs> so secondary structure was important for a Dusseldorf uh, exhibition in Dusseldorf. If you would like make the show in, in, in New York as a Jewish museum, probably we would uh, have chosen a Dusseldorf term, just to make clear there's a connection and to play with, uh, with its connotations. So this uh, background was the Blinky Palermo exhibition and, the, and our, own, like, uh, our own visions that we already articulated in our space that was important for this group exhibition. And I think from there we can easily explain what the next step was. It was directly in the same time we made an exhibition then the first time with R3 alone without, uh, without inviting other artists as an artistic statement also to this topic about Blinky Palermo, site-specific world work and, um, and um, abstraction. And this particular exhibition I will show in a minute uh, was called Pole Position, which is just a fantasy name from taken from the, from the car race. <laughs> and it took place in the same building where the Blinky Palermo exhibition took place, in the Kunsthalle of Düsseldorf, but not in the exhibition place from the Kunsthalle. It took place in the garage of the Kunsthalle. Which is not part of the oh, garage. Uh, uh, which is not part of the Kunsthalle. It's owned privately by a company. And without asking the Kunsthalle, we asked this company if we can have the garage for an exhibition. And we opened it the same time when above the Palermo exhibition took place. We opened in the garage under the Palermo exhibition, our exhibition with these works. And one week later, in the KIT, the, uh, the big group show, uh, showing international artists we work with in, in our small space um, consortium. Oh, 
True. Yeah. We, we, yeah. The the idea for us with English is it's it's in art terms the international language, and it has something to do probably with we were grown up with pop music from uh, England and America, so we are we are a little used to to English words mainly. It's not like we have to use English words. Well, there are certain German words we use, but we, uh, we know that German words writing on the wall are quite limited in how, how wide the, it could be recepted. And English words are like pop music, words that are easy. You be quitters. Yeah. And I think it's a thing of reception. It's just sometimes, even in German, this English terms... Um, everybody understands them and they have a different sound and somehow a different meaning but here for example I use the French word it's always trying to contrast the situation a little bit uh, so Sebastian used the English word in Düsseldorf I use the French word here in Melbourne so it's I think it's more about thinking in contrasts then as, as you can see uh, as, uh, on the title for this exhibition <coughs> the Australian exhibition is called Schwarz, Rot and Gold we easily could have chosen like black, red and golden So, but, but of course we take here not of course but we want to take the German word here to make, to make a bigger co uh, contrast and because this is in Düsseldorf I write lost <laughs> and not verloren at the wall which would be also but like lost possible sounds better than verloren yeah. or this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you have to just throw in some names. You said you were very interested in music, or you shared musical interests. Just, just give us an idea of what music we're talking about. When yeah, we are bad in this. Guido is our main music expert okay. Okay. with a big record collection. But uh, one reason why he, for example, came to Düsseldorf was, of course, this spirit of Kraftwerk, Kraftwerk. in the in the 80s. Yeah. or starting in the late 70s I think and there is a big yeah electronic music scene in Düsseldorf or the whole thing in the end was developed in Düsseldorf and they still have their studio next to Sebastian's studio next door to Sebastian's studio and uh, yeah this somehow is connected with uh, with and also uh, like art like this, uh, this typewriter type, types on the on the wall has also something to do maybe like with titles from Kraftwerk because they also lose this, uh, uses this one-letter titles like autobahn, radioactivity. They're so neon neon light, so so simple and very very pure. And I think that's kind kind of influence and also of course this kind of design they they developed. And I don't think no, we don't have it in the PowerPoint, but we they are good photos of course from the band. They really like try to look very sharp, and we we covered one uh, one LP cover from from Kraftwerk as well too. And with ourselves, uh, yeah. we made a photo uh, posing like Kraftwerk on one uh, record sleeve. We were, I mean, we are of course touched by this not touchable, uh, very distant attitude from Kraftwerk. And, and being a robot and not. And human <laughs> and the idea of like making a concert without being there just send your robot there who's just standing there and playing and you can be in the same time in another city and have like three concerts in the same time just and only have to be in one in one city and the others are just 
played in the same time through the internet with with a roboter and these are ideas that that we have also felt uh, touched touched with um, but actually what i i mean it was was yeah but, but actually what i wanted to mention uh, about the situation in in this year with with a secondary structure exhibition which was one step out of our space and involving the artists who had shown our space together with our own artistic work in an institution the next thing i wanted to mention with this exhibition um, that we wanted to make this not because just we want to do something it was something specific we wanted to make a statement to this blinky palermo exhibition and once the Blinky Palermo exhibition, it was always mentioned. Blinky Palermo wanted to exhibit it always in his lifetime in the Kunsthalle because of this concrete architecture. And we are, we agree with that statement. We can we think yeah maybe he wanted to because we always want to exhibit it there as well because of this concrete architecture. But actually, the the recent exhibition or this exhibition in that time, this retrospective from Blinky Palermo just showed paintings, small paintings, which is all what is left after his death, of course. And we wanted to do something with, which we think Blinky Palermo would have done in that space. He would react site-specific. He would have done wall works or something like that in this, this building. And because he's dead, he cannot do anymore. And therefore, we did. <laughs> we, did uh, we did wall paintings. And we wanted to make it as pure as possible to really react not on the institution stuff, not like on the, on the desk and the foyer and stuff like that. We wanted to react on the architecture, on the structure of architecture. And that was possible by working in the garage, because there's nothing around in a garage. It's just pure concrete. It's just the structure of architecture so it's a real pure situation there are no windows there are no toilets there's no there's nothing like you use which is useful for for a room or for an institution and for yeah for an institution for a museum of course Schinkel, no security uh, when Schinkel planned the so-called alte museum he did not plant toilets and uh, a, desk. a desk and it was just exhibition space, just walls and uh, and light coming through the uh, glass roof. It's a fantastic idea somehow. Of course, it won't work, but it's a good idea. It has something to do with also with independence and with freedom for art, just and for, for purity of art. Just react architecture and artworks in a in a combination in a very pure pure sense. So that was possible there, which is rarely possible somewhere, because you always have be surrounded with, with, with materials and entrances and, and heatings and, and so on. There's so many things that are involved. On the other hand, there are of course cars, but that fits quite good with this idea we spoke about with the Robert life and the concrete life and this. But this is just an example to show how we came out of our space, which still exists. But there, these are mainly artistic reasons why we made the step out of the space. We didn't want to enclose there. We want to open it for artistic reasons. We wanted to have this content with Palermo exhibition, with, with, uh, with the architecture, with the site-specific word. And because of dealing with the past and dealing with the art history, the best thing that can happen is to contextualize your work. So therefore, the best thing that can happen is work with museums, of course. Because they took place different exhibitions. They've got a certain history, and they have a collection. And for they've example, got a can. collection, for example. And the other thing we always have in mind, and like always put in our catalog, very very um, dominant, is cities in that in that we worked. 
We love to go to cities not because of we love traveling. We love to go to, to different places because of a certain kind of history, because of a certain kind of art development in this city. Therefore, it's a reason why we live in Düsseldorf. We don't live there because we are born there. We've chosen to go there and deal with the history of, uh, of the city. And therefore, we stay there and didn't move to Berlin. And these are certain reasons why we like to go to certain spaces, to certain museums and work with their institution. Because of the history of the institution, of the exhibitions that took place there, because of the, the architecture in the city, because of the art scene, of course, in that city. I'm, <laughs> I noticed that uh, you had some slides up of um, art actually in the city on billboards and things like mm. that. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how it started in, in the beginning, but it was also a the idea to even open our room or the exhibition even more to public and uh, again to invite people who showed in consortium to do a project yeah for the city with this yeah neon light boxes and mm, yeah especially again to have this contrasts of this artworks or the prints in the city. Sometimes you have this more classical uh, facades in the background and uh, sometimes, especially at the airport, you have this really technical architecture in the background and that's what we were interested in. And yeah, that's why we... So you chose specifically the artwork for each neon box location? No, 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 it's not possible. You can just get... Right. We were lucky that we got 500 of these light boxes mm -hmm. and uh, invited four other artists to do this show with us. And uh, you can just give them your prints and they hang them. Uh, this one, for example, is upside down. <laughs> it's, uh, it was my, uh, yeah, my uh, poster, but of course there's not marked how to hang it or no one uh, looked at it and so I put it upside down which is... Does they charge you to do that or they brought it for free? It was uh, pardon? Um, uh, yeah, we organized it or we applied for it and uh, um, it was like in this uh, garage. We we had this idea and then we, got, uh, we went to them and said, listen, we want to do this and this and this and we have this plan and it's a fantastic idea uh, you have to do it <laughs> and surprisingly it works quite good you just have to do what you what you want to do it was it was simply the idea of we wanted to make a, a big exhibition we want to spread our art over the city we want to let it seen everywhere like the the, the Russian avant-garde did they they make big parades with their with their paintings painted the roofs of the of the houses in white and painted black squares on it and things like that they they wanted to really spread spread their their art over the, the city yeah, and advertise and uh, advertising is doing that a whole day and so we, we thought it's a good idea with our own art like making an exhibition that is spread all over the city over one month and everybody see it without noticing that it's an artwork because there's, there's no website written, there's no art name on it written, it's just the artwork itself and we, we thought that, that, that just goes into the mind of the people, that just touches the people every day and after a while they get influenced by our artwork. 
Uh, one thing which is, but is uh, also very important about it is that it took place exactly the same time when a big new art fair was founded in Düsseldorf, and it was exactly the time when this fair took place. Uh, it was more a statement about uh, that we don't want to give all the all the interest of the art world in this fair. <laughs> uh, but yep, but, but and, just to and we also had a small booth in this fair uh, we got again, again for free I don't know how we make this so always and we just showed the posters without any explanations and uh, without being in the fair and standing there and promoting the work we just hang these posters and of course we hang them in all these light boxes all over the city so, so did you sell a lot? No, no, we don't sell, <laughs> we don't sell anything. <laughs> but there was a question from. Oh, um, no, actually, that was quite interesting when you talked about the way craft work um, performs and and how this art and that the thing in the gallery worked. But my question was sort of um, towards the reaction that you hope to. I mean, do you go with it? What do you expect? Um, do you have an expectation of the reaction of your audience, and have you noticed that you've been getting that reaction, or how? Like, what has been the interaction with people who've actually seen your work? And uh, a good reaction would be if people admire us <laughs> <laughs> and the works we do, or they should uh, feel exactly the opposite way, and. Uh, and be angry about it, and we want to evoke emotions in any in any in, in any case. I mean, like people should get angry, should admire us, they should be just be fans of that, or just hate hate it at all. So as as what as uh, as strong the action are, the better. I mean, they should be as strong as possible. There should be a, a the best reaction if there's a clear cut. Most of the people say. Well, that's horrible and some say oh that's wonderful but uh, the worst reaction is if everybody is oh it's okay it's fine <laughs> there's one big third topic we have not mentioned which becomes more and more important from oh, uh, during our cooperation which is this word Gesamtkunstwerk I think you use the same German uh, word and uh, yeah it's more and more or it's exactly <laughs> the other way around <laughs> that we were talking about it's more about closing against the city and not to go and bring art in the city but to close and to build a separate room uh, which works as a installation mm, yeah, as a whole installation and not like uh, just a painting somewhere or uh, just a poster somewhere in the industrial architecture or in front of historical facades. It's more the idea of um, building a whole yeah, complex um, or finding a whole complex solution to present our works and trying to combine our works um, without being totally uh, mixed up. Um, for example, if uh, for here we decided to, uh, here it's 
it's obvious that we are free artists. Every artist has one has one wall for its own, and it's easy to to separate. You can see that this is Sebastian's wall, this is Guido's wall, and this is mine wall. And um, yeah, but we try to connect the works by using forms which connect the works and again to build a big um, how you say Gesamtkunstwerk uh, no uh, <laughs> yeah um, at the, uh, the opening last night uh, a lot of people were asking so did you um, think about this when you were in, in Germany and I uh, said yes I think you did that you were sent the plans and you designed it is that how you did it and then you came and executed it here. Can you talk about that process a bit as part of this idea of creating something within a space? About working site, I mean site-specific working for us means that at first we, we get a room or find a room somewhere and then starting with, with the plans of the, of the space. So we've got like, like certain measures, certain proportions. We've got, but also we've got uh, the, the whole context of what kind of institution, what kind of building, what kind of architecture, what kind of structure of architecture, what kind of city, and where is this, loca where is this location based. So these are all things that are interesting for us and for choosing material forms, words, and, and, and building up the, the artwork, like, like, like we, we mentioned at the this garage exhibition. So these things come together. So we always already have like some some kind of informations which uh, which we often can can deal with, and then from that point on we can put like contrast in into to the ideas like making something that is totally different to what uh, what the space is meant to be, or something that's totally uh, totally like the same. Making more if the, if the institution is very pathetic or uh, no, what was the word? I don't know. <laughs> Historical yeah, so. we get corrected. This word is not correct. We use. I mean, it's like if it's an it's, yeah, it's an, if it's an ancient room, for example, we try to do something modern. If it's a very modern architecture, we try to deal with with ancient structures. So we try. We always try to react somehow on on the on this on the structure. Like in my, for example, it's very easy. I use this marble. Uh, posted in uh, for for war work here. I would never do a marble piece in Carrara. It would be like bringing the same to the to the place where it comes from. I just try to to convert the things. But it's somehow, if we have the plans, if we know where we will exhibit, then we don't have uh, we don't share one studio. Everybody has his own studio in different places, and it starts that one develops the first idea and then he goes to the other say I have this plan what do you think about it so we are the first critics uh, the others are the first critics of this idea and then the others again uh, start to react on this work if for example if, uh, uh, Sebastian decides to have a blue wall for our MIT then uh, I know that I should, uh, uh, there are two uh, reactions, the first might be to choose exactly the same blue to combine it or to choose no color like I did here to build a contrast and this is how we work a little bit so there's always a, 
variety of possibilities we have in our work, but this gives us the possibility to react on the other side and to connect uh, the works. For example, here Sebastian used a very matte surface with this blue, so I decide to use a super glossy uh, paint on the other side of the wall. And uh, this is a little bit how it works and how, uh, uh, why we are that much interested in working together because uh, we are able to uh, react on the works of the other. Or like, like we made two wall paintings and Guido gave us paintings on canvas to, to hang in the exhibition. So that's, that's something like contrast or variety of materials. We've got posters, we've got, we've got paint, and we've got, um, and, and on the wall, and we've got uh, canvases objects. on stretchers, and we've got objects. So these are things like, how we call this thing in the, in the, uh, the music, the mishpult, where you can just put like more bass and more the highs <laughs> into. Oh, mixing. Yeah, mixing. mixing, yeah. And that's, that's something like that, that we, that we can like last deciding for more dynamic and then I reduce and make a more void thing. And if we work with a, uh, with a very white, uh, white uh, color field, then Guido decides for making a small painting. And it's like we, we deal with, with structures, dynamics, with colors, with uh, the decision for words, how many words, which languages. And it's not, it's not by chance that there's only one circle in this exhibition, and it's directly in the middle of three, three canvases. The, here are just rectangular forms. There's no rectangular form, and there's a circle. So it's very, very simple. But somehow it's, uh, it's like if you want to make a, a symphony, in music, you, you need the variety. You need the strings, you need the bass, and you need maybe a trumpet. And you, can, and you can deal with that and make a composition. So it's just something I say, maybe it's simple, simple about composition, what we are, what we are doing. But not doing by, by, by ourselves, it's by sending us emails with JPEGs and showing us images and sketches. And, sketches. and just dealing with, I found, I found an image from, from the institution that looks, the building looks like that. And the other one brings a record and says, do you, do you know this cover? Does it fit? No, it doesn't. Oh, perfect, let's do that. <laughs> so it, it, can be, it could be like that. It could be, it could be weird. And we try to, to challenge and try to force each other uh, by, by showing us things that fit or that doesn't fit. And on this way, try to, try to re raise, raise the, the effect of, of, a, of an installation. So there's a quite, uh, we are quite narrow-minded in our interests maybe I think but we try to make the biggest variation and the and give the biggest variety of of this variety, uh, variety of this narrow-minded interest in the end maybe <laughs> well that's a very interesting point to to wrap up thank you very much um, Lars and Sebastian thank you and um, I think um, Everyone will agree it's been a fascinating journey which has come around right to why uh, you've done what you've done here at RMIT Gallery and it's certainly given me a fascinating insight. I guess if I had to sum it up it would be three words, reaction, contrast and it's not three words, it's three more words which is evoking strong emotions. So um, I certainly hope we, uh, we get all that here with our visitors. So thank you very much. Join me in thanking. Uh, yes.